It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your concierge to better living here at CannabisRadio.com, iHeartRadio, and numerous other platforms spreading the good word, getting the message out there on better living, healthy lifestyles, and of course, how cannabis does fit into all those wonderful things. Again, you know, for me as a naturopathic doctor, being a big plant medicine advocate, it's not just about cannabis. It's about all the plants. It's about all the natural products, all the nutritionals, all things that can help us live a healthier, happier lifestyle. But as you turn on the news, hit a social media feed, open up and uh, listen to the radio, someone's talking about cannabis, they're talking about hemp, they're talking about CBD, whether they know what it is or not, but they're talking about it. And so today, we're going to keep the conversation going. And, you know, it's, it's easy to say, someone like myself, I've been in this industry for many years, you know, inside the, you know, the, the nitty-gritty, helping to get some of the regulatory uh, framework set up and working with different organizations and startup brands and different farmers and what does all that mean? I mean, we talk about this industry is growing. We talk about all these different data points, but what, where are they coming from? How are we going to use them? How does someone like myself who has a pretty substantial consulting agency help our clients do the best work? How does a young or a startup company or an entrepreneur know if they're getting into the right space or if they're already in a too competitive market? Well, today we're going to dive a little bit into that and a bunch of other things with my guest, Alyssa Connolly from The Zebra. Thanks, Alyssa, for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great. So tell our listeners a little bit about The Zebra, if you don't mind. Give a little background to where we're going today in this conversation. Sure. The Zebra is a car insurance comparison site. Uh, so you can go to thezebra.com and put in your information, get quotes from all sorts of different insurance companies uh, for coverage and get, you know, get the best rate for you. Uh, so what we want to do for, for drivers and consumers is help educate them so that they make the best coverage choices. Um, we do a lot of research into car insurance rates and also things affecting your driving. So what we're going to talk about today is marijuana usage around driving. Driving, um, you know, because there are a lot of people who use marijuana, legally use marijuana in recreationally legal states, and they drive. They don't have a lot of regulation around that. So we're going to dig into some research that we did uh, on that topic. Lovely. I like this area because it's a common conversation piece, whether they're having these breathalyzers that may or may not be accurate. When you're talking about someone like myself who has seen people who are either cannabis users for a lifetime and those that are also cannabis users for the first time. And there's a big difference in the way that re responds, the effectiveness. And again, this is not too far off from alcohol, but, I, but I'm very interested into diving into this a little bit because it's not just alcohol that we need to be concerned about when we're driving. There's other factors. And you know, I've even heard you know, in my time, I worked with candida and gut health and probiotics, and there were stories of women who had massive candida, which is a fungal overgrowth, right, who happened to have some carbohydrates. And in that process, the yeast or the fungus converted the carbohydrates into an alcohol-type byproduct. So when they were almost a little bit high, you know, a little bit, a little, you know, 
inebriated or driving when they got pulled over and got a breathalyzer, they tested pos- you know, positive for alcohol, but had nothing but a, maybe a donut or a, a croissant or something in their system. So there's a lot of miscued information. But again, this is your expertise. So give us some information. Okay, let's dive into this. So what are some of the most interesting first points of contact that you found with this category? So first, we, we looked at a very particular uh, subset of the population. So we looked at people who are regular drivers and are, they are regular users of marijuana in states where they're legally allowed to do so. So right, you know, as as that group in and of itself, they're not they're not doing anything wrong and they're seeking some sort of boundaries when it comes to driving because none exist. You know, there's not any formal guidelines for wait this long after, you know, you, you take an edible or, um, you know, make sure you meet this threshold after you smoke. Um, so we asked people, are they consuming marijuana before, during, uh, you know, driving? Or if not, then how are they setting up those boundaries for themselves? So what we found was Nearly 60% of drivers who do use marijuana in those legal states admit to driving under the influence at some point. And we, you know, we wanted to dig into how do they determine whether or not they're okay to do that? Do they think that their behaviors are totally you know, acceptable and they're driving safely? Um, so one thing we, we dug into was how long they wait and found um, that you know, most drivers will drive within 15, 30 minutes to a couple hours after driving. Um, so they look at um, how much quantity of, of the drug they've consumed or how long it's taken. Um, and they're setting these guidelines for themselves. And they're they're sort of driving just based on how they feel. Yeah, it's uh, different from then an alcohol where you have a set number, or at least it's been set by the government that this would dictate you're over the limit or there is a limit. Um, but yeah, some people have driven right after consuming. I have seen people driving and consuming. Um, and again, this is an individual response. But my, my, my first response to that is always, because again, we draw our relationship to alcohol automatically. But I know people that take a painkiller because they're in a back pain and they're still driving. Now, could that affect or impair their driving? Yes, but there's no limits. There's no testing. So it's kind of interesting how we're choosing one thing to test but we're not really choosing everything to test that could affect or inhibit or impact your driving ability. Um, so again, that's part of my response as you know, a cannabis advocate, first and foremost. Um, but also, again, I think it's just a matter of, you know, everyone responds differently. I'm not saying people don't go out to dinner, have a glass or two of wine, and then drive home. Does that dictate irresponsible behavior versus someone who smoked a half a joint and drove home from someone's house? You know, that type of thing. Yeah, everyone's different. And we kind of looked into, you know, how do they identify as, um, you know, regular marijuana users, and most of them did. So these are people who are saying they're very familiar with how marijuana affects them. um, And yet they're still making these decisions. And we have people across the spectrum, some saying, 100%, I know consuming marijuana, you know, makes me distracted or makes me a poor driver. And then we have others who say, it makes me a better driver. I'm less tense. I'm more relaxed. I'm, I'm able to focus. So that's right. a really broad spectrum. Um, but, we, you know, one of the slightly concerning things is that we, about half of drivers um, did say they felt impaired when they're driving under the influence of marijuana. And it's that impairment, them saying specifically they have slow reaction time 
they have more difficulty concentrating or making judgments um, or sticking to their route or sticking to the speed limit. Those are things that, you know, those are driving behaviors right. that you need to have more close, more closely um, uh, monitored on the road. And so if people are saying they're, they're noticing those behaviors, um, then, you know, they're, they're going to want to pay attention to when they use, how they use around driving. Well, I think it's really important, first and foremost, to collect data. You know, this is what I love about what you guys are doing is get the information so we can make real legitimate judgments or good calls on this. We know everyone pushes the limit. Everyone goes above. 55 is the speed limit. Everyone goes above it. Everyone, you know, there's different rules that people feel has a gray area. And I'm not making excuses for anyone. I'm not trying to make give permission for people to do this. I'm just being real about this because this is reality. We see this happening all the time. But yes, I think there's a difference where people who usually are using, like you said, are, are long-standing users. They know how it affects their body. They know how they're going to respond. And most of the time, they become more aware or they try to focus in more where maybe alcohol has a little bit more inhibition release. You kind of maybe want to push the gas pedal a little harder. You want to go a little bit more aggressive where I, I found from my experience, I don't know if you got the feedback in your research, but the cannabis users are a little bit more, okay, I know I'm driving. I got to be aware of my environment. I'm not trying to push it harder. I'm just trying to get where I'm going and not cause any more trauma. Maybe it's t the drive through. I don't know, but it's still something that they are trying to get to and get back safely. <laughs> Yeah, they do seem to be very aware and kind of conscious of the safety around it. And we asked, we asked, uh, we asked these these drivers who also use marijuana what they think about behaviors around drinking and driving, or you know, taking some other drug, or texting and driving. Yeah. And really, overwhelmingly, they think all of those behaviors are more dangerous than using marijuana and driving. I think because they are familiar and there's some sort of consistency in in experiencing that. Um, but, but say that, you know, they say, on the other hand, I would never drink and drive. I would never text and drive. So there is, um, you know, a, people who are, are seeking to engage in safe behaviors and they're, they're seeking the guidelines too. They, they want to follow the laws. There just aren't any really specific laws. Right. And they, they don't think that their state's driving laws are effective or that police can accurately assess, you know, impairment by marijuana use. Um, so it's really like everyone's on the same page. They just want yeah. to, as you say, collect this data and make more informed decisions, more safe behaviors. Oh, yeah. And I, and I think that's, um, I'm not saying this in all drugs, but I think that for the most part, cannabis users aren't trying to break the law. Any, in regards to, even in the years where we didn't have all this friendly cannabis state laws and so forth, they weren't trying to break the law. It wasn't trying to be a criminal or be negative or be harmful to society. They were just trying to express their freedom of choice. And, and that's something that I think is consistent. I think even like you said, these are responsible people who are trying to utilizes substance in a more responsible manner, but have no guidelines or no reference points to work from. So it's really interesting, uh, yes. you know, where that perception lies. And I don't know if that's the same where someone has that addiction for alcohol and can't say no to that drink or not drink when they're out at night or, or go or where they're limited at or have any control of that. So I think there's definitely going to be some of that conversation going over and over and over again with regards to alcohol and other concepts. But again, I love the content and the, and the data that you guys are collecting. So Wonderful. Well, we're going to take a quick break. I've got a lot of questions more for you, Alyssa, so don't go anywhere. And our listeners, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick message uh, from our sponsors and come right back. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here at CannabisRadio.com. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment.
Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we are back. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living at CannabisRadio.com with my guest Alyssa Connolly from The Zebra talking about safe driving. And I think it's such an important thing. Now, I don't know how old you are. I don't know how old our listeners are. But I'm seeing the trend of, of – uh, I was in Vegas recently and I went to order a Lyft and they gave me the option for uh, a, a, one of those automatic driving cars. So no driver to go in there. Now – this is something I'm curious about from an insurance standpoint in general, how that's going to play out. But I do see the future, maybe not right away, but down the road, we're going to have a whole different type of uh, transportation model in this country and around the world. There's probably going to be computer GPS assisted driving, and then people can enjoy their cannabis or alcohol, whatever it is in the back seat. And, you know, I still also, even still without the automatic drivers in today's day and age, and I've been a road warrior traveler most of my career. It's so nice to have these apps these days. If you're out and about and you don't feel comfortable driving, we now have, and we always had taxi cabs, but try to hail a taxi in some remote parts of, of Illinois or something like that. Believe me, I've tried. It doesn't work. So at least you know, using Lyft or Uber or any of those things, again, I'm just advocating for safe, responsible cannabis use or any kind of lifestyle, healthy lifestyle. But it's okay. So let's dive back in. What else did we find that was interesting? Anything else to kind of – shocked you guys or was maybe surprising in your findings? Yeah, we we asked people to kind of write in some of the responses for what's their take on, you know, the future of monitoring for, um, you know, marijuana in, in people's systems to determine whether or not they're safe to drive. And so I think that was one of the most most interesting findings is that there's really a broad spectrum of, of what people think um, 
is safe or unsafe behavior. And you know, as we were talking about before, they're really seeking some guidelines and seeking some sorts of tools. So there's a lot of, there's a big push even within the community to identify some sort of breathalyzer or identify it. Some even suggested, you know, a, a blood test or something like that. Yeah. Um, but of course, as we know, marijuana stays in your your body system a lot longer than alcohol. So it's not really a one-to-one -one comparison. Um, so I think a lot of the recommendations are just monitoring for the behaviors that are considered the unsafe behaviors. Um, and, you know, one person might exhibit those behaviors when they're when they have consumed marijuana, another person might not exhibit those behaviors when they've consumed marijuana based on their familiarity with the drug or the type they've used. Um, Quality. But, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that could be that could be a way of just determining are you are you going to be a safe driver when you get behind the wheel? Um, you know, one other one other big piece of this puzzle is as a, a federally restricted substance, there's not a lot of research being done on marijuana use by by consumers and a lot of testing um, that can really help inform some of the research to start applying some some learnings and uh, and better monitor for for the drug and help people be safer drivers. So there's a there's a lot of barriers to break down to figure this out. All right. So one of the things I've been reading about in some of these different states that have legalized uh, adult use, they're seeing teen use go down. Um, they're seeing in many states, again, you may have seen different responses here, but we've seen some say that DUIs actually have gone down uh, in where cannabis was legalized. Alcohol use is going down a little bit. Now, again, we're not stopping everyone with cannabis and testing them, so we don't really know if it's a trade-off. But, but I'm thinking now I have you know, a stepdaughter in the house who's about to get her permit and her driver's license. Are you seeing in the future for car insurance a are you a medical cannabis user or is there going to be any, you know, any kind of, we don't check do you drink alcohol socially or anything else, but are there going to be any standards that might affect insurance rates if you're a, a medical cannabis patient or not? I mean, is that something that you could even think about applying? I know they do it for health insurance if you're a smoker or not, um, but I don't know about from a driving standpoint as a, I hear, I hear the progressive voice in my head, are you a safe driver? You know, and, you know is that going to be a, a box to check off? Oh, that's a really great question. I think, you know, property and casualty insurance companies don't have access to the type of information about you, um, about your health and those sorts of behaviors as a health insurance company does, because um, really they just want to know how you drive. Are you likely to get in a car crash? Are you likely to file a claim? Those are the things that affect your car insurance rates. And I think that there's a big push to sort of restrict the amount of information they have about about people, you know, car insurance also involves um, things like your gender or your credit score or your age, all of that can affect your rates. I don't think that a lot of people are going to be on board with car insurance companies having access to information like, do you need to use medical cannabis? That's very personal, right? Um, but I, I do think the insurance industry is really closely monitoring the legalization of marijuana because it's a behavior that people are, are just more openly engaging in. And then that also they are engaging in you know, the, their lives, driving and going to work and going to school, uh, potentially more, uh, more frequently under the influence of marijuana. Um, so that brings a new risk to the fold. That's a, a new risk that they're monitoring closely. The amount of research that they have is pretty limited, but where we are seeing some correlations and you know, no, it's not totally clear if it's a direct tie, but we're seeing some correlations between states that have legalized marijuana for recreational use 
and car insurance rates up in those states. So does that mean that the crashes are going up because of marijuana use? We don't know exactly, but yeah, maybe. Sure or, or, again, I'm going to be the devil's advocate, or is population increase because of the legalization? And then, like, you know, like, like Denver, the population, for example, has skyrocketed over the last several years, maybe because just a significant more number of people in a more congested area could lead to more accidents. Again, I'm just being the devil's advocate, trying to defend my plant. But again, again, it could be any of those factors, and we have to kind of keep our eyes on it, which is what you're doing. I think that's wonderful to, to keep an eye on what changes are occurring from a national, social implication of this plant becoming legal and it's going to become legal federally so how does that work once it's legal federally what kind of guidelines let's if you have an accident are you going to be under a different liability if you are a medical patient or if you had cannabis in your system or something like that or is that not going to be a consideration in the causation of an accident you know these are a lot of different factors you know can you cause my you know i, I love it this is a great topic and i'm glad you're on the show today listen to share we talk a lot about different brands and different formulations and the pros and cons of cbd and things like that but this is societal impact and i think that we have to start thinking about that i love stepping back and saying it's not just about the individual patient which is important to me it's also about the healthcare system as a whole it's also about all the other things that are impacted just like your ability to drive down the highway and feel safe about it. I think that's something that we all need to feel good about. Even if you're not pro-cannabis or not a cannabis user, that shouldn't make you feel more uh, fearful of going out on the highway or going out and driving because you know more people are. And I think that's a really important topic. So, I'm, again, I'm glad you were able to share that mindset today. Yeah, um, absolutely. And again, and again, as young people, this is, I think we have an advan- we have an opportunity now, especially as, as young people – uh, become new drivers. We need to educate them on a, on a no more reefer madness approach, but on a rea- realistic approach of where this plant or this medicine or this drug fits into a lifestyle and to a responsible behavior behind the wheels. I mean, I had my accidents in my 16 to 18, 19 years of age, and I don't think I've had any major knocking wood since then, you know, because when you're at that age is when you're a little bit more distracted or a little bit less skilled or a little bit less defensive or a little bit less aware. And if you're adding cannabis to that mix, I can see where that can become an issue. Yeah. I think it's just important for drivers to understand how anything affects them. I mean, you bring up medical cannabis that as long as they understand how that's affecting them and their impairment, as long as people understand how one glass of wine affects their, their driving impairment, as long as people know that taking their eyes off their road to look at their phone, you know, takes their mind, takes them physically removed. Um, that's, that's the thing that drivers always think that they're absolved from that any sort of distraction is going to keep them safe on the road. So it's a little bit of that fear factor, especially for teens, just knowing that, you know, kind of everything's against you when you're on the road, you you really need to, to focus focus and start build, you know, flexing that muscle, building that habit of safe driving. Um, but there's always going to be new, new distractions or, you know, a substance or something that will keep people distracted. So just learning how that affects you to be a safe driver. That's great. Yeah. I also thought of another possible effect, which is the aging uh, population that we have in this country, the, the, you know, the baby boomers and plus are now getting in a little older and they do not want to give up their keys. Believe me, I've been, I spend half my time in South Florida. I've been upstate New York and Arizona, and you can see where the elder populations go for retirement. They're not giving up their keys. And some of them, you can't even see them behind the steering wheel. So again, there's a lot of factors. Thankfully, that population, which is also using more cannabis, 
are typically not the ones to use it and then go drive. They're the ones that are going to use it and stay home. They're at least going to be a little bit more responsible having that fear more built into it. But that's why I think targeting the young people is going to be really important over the next 5, 10, 20 years in the legalization of this plant and uh, how it affects our, our, our safe roadways. So very cool. We're going to take one more quick break, Alyssa, and our audience. Everyone out there, this has been really important. I'm glad you were saying share this message out there with people because it's really important to get people to understand that driving is not just how you drive, but how it can affect other people around you. I was watching a video and some guy just missed his turn and he stopped in the highway and then it was and looked and then slowly made his way to the right. And meanwhile, three trucks flipped over behind him because they had to hit the brakes because this guy stopped. So you might be okay. He pulled off, he hit the exit ramp, he was fine, never seen behind him. The, the debris and the mess that he left behind him. And I think that's what people have to understand is that it, you may get home safely, but you don't even know if you cut somebody off, if you cause an accident. That's also part of being responsible on the road is how you affect other drivers, not just yourself. So we're going to take this quick break. Come right back. This is Doc Rob, your concierge to Better Living at Cannabis Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back at this message. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential, award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with the bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. Only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, and we are back. Wrapping up this wonderful show today, this final segment with Alyssa Connolly from The Zebra. So we're talking about safe driving. We're talking about the market data you guys are just collecting. There's more and more research has to be just, you know, uh, worked on. I know there was some research in the 70s done in Jamaica about not to do with driving, but about, you know, how people respond. And it was with mothers and pregnant moms and children and how cannabis affected them. And a lot of people thought it would be really negative and their IQ would go down. And, and in fact, 
it wasn't what we thought. It actually was really positive. Some of those children did better. The ones that had can, you know, you know, ganja in their early stages. We don't know why. We ha- we need to do more research. Unfortunately, that research was buried by our government back in the '70s, so we couldn't even use that as a reference. Um, today, thankfully, we're seeing more and more research opportunities, more and more op- you know uh, applications of cannabis, not only in the United States but around the world. I'm sure Canada is going to be looking at this closely as well with their whole national legalization program. Where can people, our listeners, stay in touch with you, Lisa? Keep an eyes on and learn more about the zebra. Um, you know, just keep in touch with this data. This is really important. Or maybe even contribute if you want to collect more research findings. Give us some information on how they can can hold you. Absolutely. So at thezebra.com, we're constantly looking into all sorts of risks related to driving and related to car insurance. Marijuana is certainly um, a trend we're following and we're really interested in, you know, what what drivers, what consumers are, are thinking about this. So you can contact us at thezebra.com. You can go to our Facebook page at the Zebra Co or Twitter at the Zebra Co um, and, and stay in touch with us. Share your thoughts. Um, you know, we're also doing lots of surveys all the time. So we, we want to know what people think and you know what your behaviors are. I love it. Yeah, people again. And so the Zebra, is it taking um, different companies and, and evaluating different uh, pricing from different insurance providers uh, and then giving you kind of your best option? Is that the, the approach? Yes, exactly. So you get quotes from us for, from, from all of the insurance companies um, and you can you know select different coverage amounts. You can find local insurance companies or big insurance brands that you know. All of the options are there for you. So you can you know, see what's the right, best price or the best coverage, um, best customer service, sort by any of those and uh, find the right option for your needs. And no one's going to ask you if you use cannabis because it's not their no business. No one's going to ask you if you use cannabis, no. <laughs> there you go. So those are wondering, <laughs> looking for another option or checking their quotes on their car insurance, you know, check out the Zebra. You might have some uh, surprising discounts awaiting you or better pricing for you. And if you don't want to change your insurance, maybe talk to listener team and maybe if you're a cannabis user, share some insights, you know I mean? It's, this is what we have to do as a community. we got to share our information, get the message out there get the data out there and uh, make us all healthier and happier in the long term. And of course, safer on the road. So awesome. Well, thank you, Alyssa, today for joining us. I'm glad we're able to have you on the show. It really is an important topic, not something that we talk about all the time, but definitely something that people should be aware of and talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And again, thank you everyone for tuning in. Share this out there, please, because I think that I think people will be surprised to understand that this is this is an important category or, or area of cannabis that isn't out there in the mainstream right now as a conversation piece. Um, also, those in the Florida area want to come to Florida and check out Miami. We have the conference coming up in Miami, August third and fourth. I'll be moderating a panel. Check it out, and uh, we'll have links at the when the show posts to, to to register and learn more about it. I've been posting some information on my social media, uh, Doc Robs on Instagram and Concierge for Better Living page on Facebook, and you can find me at Doc Rob pretty much anywhere on the, on the platforms. Of course, check out the book The Cannabis Conundrum on Amazon. Uh, it's still ninety nine cents ebook because I'm not trying to make money. I'm trying to make people more educated. So with that, I'm going to sign off. Thank you everyone at Cannabis Radio. Thank you, Alyssa, for joining again on the show today. Thank you, all my listeners. Don't forget to shoot some questions, comments, get involved with the conversation. This is Doc Rob wishing everyone all the best in health and happiness. Take care.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.